Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. And on today's show, I've got Stuart Foray. Stu is a father of three daughters, married for 11 years, owns a small group PT studio in the southwest of England. His new project and what I think is dear to his heart is a new program that's for mind and body transformation, especially for men which is called the Alpha Project, which we'll obviously get into. So welcome on, on to the show, Stu. Thank you, mate. Yeah, excited to be here. That's my pleasure. So if we so if we give some context of what we're going to talk about today, Stu, why, why do you feel, especially for yourself, that mindset and especially working on yourself is uh, a paramount, especially in this day, especially for males? Right. So really to kind of to talk about my own personal backstory, um, my kind of self-development journey started really quite late and it wasn't really till I turned 40 that I kind of almost woke up one morning and, you know, when I turned 40 and realised that I literally blinked and all of a sudden I was 40 and I hadn't achieved half of what I really wanted to. And I was just kind of almost bumbling my way through life, almost just doing enough just to get by. Um, and I've kind of, you know, whatever kind of goals I'd ever thought about or, or dreams that I wanted to pursue or try to achieve, I just hadn't got anywhere close to any of them. And I was just like the king of procrastination. I would just say, oh, I'll start it on Monday. I had all these ideas. I'll start that Monday. I'll do that next week. I'll just wait until this is in place and then I'll do this. And it just never, ever happened. And um, yeah, I just woke up one morning. I just thought, there's got, there's got to be more. How come I'm 40 years old just getting by, you know, with essentially a business that was nothing more than a hobby, just doing enough to pay the bills essentially um so yeah it just kind of led me down this kind of journey of self-development sort of started reading books myself and it's all stuff that before that I would have kind of written off as nonsense you know I I didn't believe in in self-development I thought you if you were born with certain traits you know and if you were born rich you would be rich if you were born poor you would stay poor I didn't realize you know that you can kind of train your mind as well as you could train your body and, and and learn essentially how to kind of operate this unbelievable you know supercomputer that we got between our ears um you know and yeah it's just one day I realized right I've, I've, I've got to sort this out because I'm literally 40 going nowhere and not you know half my life is gone already so yeah, that, that self-development journey started just by reading a few books. The first book I read was uh, The Chimp Paradox, which was like made so much sense to me. Um, and then from there, just kind of just just discovering more and more. And then ultimately we met on uh, with our mentor, Rich. And the great thing about Rich is not only is it a business course 
for online trainers. There's so much personal development stuff in there. And it's just absolutely helped me immensely. Um, and through that, I just I just see I just see so many people, not just men specifically, but men and women who've got so much to offer. But because of their past experiences, their, these self-limiting beliefs that people have, just literally holding themselves back um, and aren't achieving half of, you know, anywhere near close to what they know deep down they can. And, you know, and they've got so much more to offer. But because of, you know, they haven't kind of got to grips with with their brain and how it works and these beliefs and values and and everything that kind of keeps us imprisoned at times. Um, yeah, I just see so many people who've got so much to offer, which which is a shame. And I just want to help men especially um, just kind of free themselves almost and, and um, you know, starting through fitness first. Um, and then once you kind of get yourself, you know, develop the body, start developing the mind also. So let's rewind and backtrack a little bit, Stu. When when you mentioned you hadn't achieved as much as you like up until your forties, would you say you were a perfectionist also? Yes, to a degree, yeah. And um so this is this is a problem. This is one of the things with per- perfectionists and perfectionism. The perfectionist does so because they feel whatever they're going to put out there is going to be rejected and isn't going to be good enough. So lots of us have got these fears, and I had these fears. Like my biggest fear, like growing up, I had a very a strict father who who grew up in the in the forties in the northwest of England in extreme poverty, um, and and our our you know relationship was very tense at times. And, you know, I grew up with all these self-limiting beliefs about money. I didn't think I was good enough. Whatever I put out would be criticised. You know, people would constantly question me. Um, And all these these things would crop up all the time. And it it would stop me from kind of pursuing things which, you know, I was ultimately, I would be able to do. But because I had these beliefs saying, no, you're not good enough. No, people will laugh at that. People won't believe it. People won't take you seriously. So, you know, wanting to get things perfect, you know, is is because of this, this belief that whatever you've got at the moment is just isn't good enough. So, yeah, that's definitely part of it, this kind of idea of perfectionism. Although people sometimes say it's great to have standards, by the way. You've got to have high standards and hold yourself to high standards. But perfectionism is a whole different thing entirely, and that comes from that feeling of not being good enough. I think people need to... I've, I've not got through all the episode where Jay Shetty talks about this. It's mm. an episode for about 2021, so you're going to have to... People are going to have to do some searching to find it. Um, if you've got Spotify, it's a little bit easier to do it because you just search that term. And it will come up with not just that episode, uh, but obviously meditation tools to, to help with it, um, things about abundance, all sorts of things that obviously give you uh, the podcast more specifically will give you a different perspective on what what is perfectionism, what is some something that is a perfectionist, uh, what is a 
I can't remember what he described it as, but it's literally somebody that's got high standards of themselves, and there's a massive big difference between the two because of of it's more traumatic when it comes to perfection yeah. because obviously you live into something that is unsurmountable. I'm not going to say it's unachievable because obviously mm. perfectionism. If you said it was 100, percent that would look like that would look like something different for me. It'd look like something for you, different stew, and then obviously for people listening it would be something different. But yeah. obviously that's excellence. Yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. you're striving for to, to to. I'll rephrase that. You are striving to be the best that you can be, which is obviously is, is excellence, and and what that was yesterday and what that is tomorrow is two different things. Yeah. So. If you get a chance to listen to to obviously JJ Shetty's on purpose podcast, obviously mm. by all by all means, obviously go and listen to that episode. Um, I wrote down some notes, so that tells you that you can all you can always learn something. Definitely. To, to and obviously from from um sub the moment thing, if people didn't know, obviously Jay Shetty went to the extreme. He he went to became a Buddhist for a little bit, so. Mm. He shut himself off from the world, so he he, he gives a different a, a different perspective probably than you and I could give to you. Yeah, on on that. So so you mentioned obviously you you having a tough upbringing. Is it difficult now that you've made obviously that transition with yourself with your own self development that most people see you walk into a room obviously i've been in a room with you so i know that's what i'm i know what i'm visualizing is to be to be realistic if people didn't know you would they have to take a second look or kind of take a stop and and, and take a moment to kind of go okay the person that i see and the person that's speaking are completely two different animals yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, for people who are listening who haven't seen me before, I'm six foot five, I'm 19 and a half stone. I'm a bit of a lump. So I kind of do tend to kind of fill out doorways and whatnot when I walk into a room. And sometimes even kind of, some people have said the room goes a little bit dark as I enter because I've got a, I'm, I'm a bit of a lump, like I say. Um, so, yeah, you would never imagine someone, you know, being of this sort of stature having um, sort of, you know, crisis of confidence and lack of self-belief and low self-esteem. But yeah, it's, it's exactly what I went through. And this is what, you know, through my program, which I would like to help, you know, men say, listen, there's not a man who's walked this planet who at some stage in their life has felt lost, has lost confidence, who's... Um, been stuck in a rut, who feels worthless, useless. You know, we've all been through those stages at, at some time of our life, and there's no shame in it. And for when we are in, in those kind of periods of our life, then first of all, reaching out to people, just letting people know is, is the, the best thing you can do because it does feel like a, a weight off your shoulders. Um, and then moving on from that, well, I think one of my own beliefs is why so many people do have issues with kind of not necessarily depression, but I see a lot of people who are so caught up in working 
and perhaps um, for us older people who are parents, literally between work and parenting, work and parenting, and everything else, because of the two that become so busy, everything else gets pushed to one side. I believe people need goals, they need aspirations, we need dreams, we need things that we can focus on to kind of, that gets us out of bed in the morning that isn't just work or parenting. We need something else, whether that's a hobby, whether that's a sport, you know, you need something there, whether it's learning a language, you know, learning a new sport, new hobby, something. And if you haven't got anything, then working on yourself is the next best step. Getting yourself fit, getting yourself healthy, going to the gym, going to fitness classes, whatever you might enjoy, making yourself your number one priority, that is the next best step. Obviously, I'm not a parent. We'll put the word yet. When 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 you mention obviously being I'm saying oh I'll use the word stuck in your business because almost it's 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 a it's the distraction that there's things mm. going on in your life that you maybe don't want to have to 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 grin and bear or have to deal with because obviously it's oh if I'm focused on my business, I'm focused on my business. Obviously that's technically you and I know with running businesses that's not true because if we don't spend time on ourselves how on earth can we help other people because exactly we could be and i can't remember who said this it doesn't matter if you're one step ahead of the person you're still you're still in front of them yeah so so you spending and i'm not having a go at anybody here because it's not it's not not me for me to judge obviously at the very very beginnings of your, of your business you're gonna have to do this because you need to obviously put most of your time in it to get it off the ground because we live in an age that's it's going to get more and more and more and more obviously this this episode this part in particular is going to send the the, the test of time because it's just get more and more and more difficult to get people's attention um mm. obviously uh rich himself mentioned this obviously on a call on monday about everybody can do marketing everybody everybody's used to being sold to it doesn't matter if it's you mentioned kids obviously baby food um, mcdonald's you name it there's probably every advertisement you could think of in the uk or, or what why they're a field worldwide that obviously you, you you if you were honest you probably switch off and you put the shutters down because like psh, I'm I'm just sick to death of yeah. uh, of being of sold to. So as you you mentioned about obviously working on yourself, I think people struggle with it because well, what what does it mean by working on myself? The physical is probably I'm not gonna say the easiest, but it, mm. it's probably the one that you're gonna see more return because it's it's easily seen by. Others first is going to take you yeah. for about a month if you if you're listening to this, uh, realistically to see any results because you see it day in day out, so you won't see the magnitude and change uh, as significantly as other people that see her in your life, be it friends and family. If it's somebody that you haven't seen for a long long time, then know it's pretty quickly as though you've mm. changed a lot. Uh, what have you done? When it comes to the mindset, I think this is where people find it difficult because they're stuck in their old ways you agree yeah obviously it's de determined by obviously uh what they think we'll, we'll make it a little bit more simple than 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 beliefs what they think 
or what narrative they've been brought up to to believe. Obviously, that's indoctrination, and we can go down yeah. that route. We come from a school perspective, so you've got to untangle all that noise before you can work on yourself. So I think where people come and suck when they do it themselves is our mindset. Mindset is so difficult because I can't switch off your brain. I'm going to bring up the story of you sleeping and snoring in a room in a second. But people can't do it because they perceive that noise in their head going around as negative as, oh, but if I focus on something else, I could turn, I could tune it off or I can tune it down yeah. and I don't have to think yeah. about it. And I was watching an amazing example of this. I think it was about this week of it's a great one it's an analogy of a cow and a and, and a buffalo mm. uh, and obviously most people this is obviously good for mindset because it's, it's relatable to trauma do like the cows what do the cows do when there's a storm they run away from it what does the storm eventually do it's going to catch up with people yeah it's going to follow they 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 get stuck stuck in that storm what I didn't, and I learned something from this, and I was very surprised. The buffalo is the complete opposite. Mm. It runs into Run the storm. It. And if more people had this inkling of the buffalo, ultimately I wouldn't want to face a buffalo head on if that's if that's what they were willing to do <laughs> when it comes to a storm. Um, obviously, I'd be I'd be petrified of one of them big things. It's in the US, but. If people were willing to, to obviously take on their problems when they are least severe, yeah, I'm not going to say they're not they're, they're they're small, but if they're not as as big as they could get if they let yeah. them stew, and I think where most people let it obviously go to rock bottom is the cow analogy of you're in a storm and you're having to deal with all of it, you're having yeah. to deal with every stress that you can think of whereas if people were willing to face it on head on uh, and look to have a get a, an understanding of this and of this ties nicely with another tiktok that i'd watched about happiness we've got this mm. obsession of happiness but what the guy mentioned if we were content with just living we would take the good and the bad as equal measure and i for me, that was kind of eye-opening and kind of light bulb moments. Like, well, why have I been taught to just look at the good? Okay, I'm I'm fortunate that I've had adversity as well, but yeah. I'd rather much feel happy than feel bad. Whereas if I'd have taken the that that man's mantra on from a, from an early age of hey, you take the good with the bad, you you kind of take them in equal doses as well. well I'm human being. I can't have all good and I can't have all bad. Yeah. I, I think that's where people need to look at. And there's a lot of things, a lot of episodes to do around happiness and this obsession with being always, I'll say happy, but yeah. almost trying to have that escape. <clears throat> I, I don't want to feel like I am, if it's to do around anxiety, yeah, um, depression, uh, low mood and things like that. It's, it's like, well, if you once you have a 
you go into self-development, you get a little bit more of awareness as, okay, you need to embrace this emotion. Yeah. Most people yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the distinctions where you've got to distinguish what the difference is between pleasure and happiness. So obviously pleasure is just momentary, it's short term. You know, people, it's a short dopamine hit, whatever it may be. And usually, you know, people will turn to to food, to alcohol, to technology like Netflix. You know, um, one of my vices is, is my phone. I've got to be very mindful of how much time I spend on my phone. And my wife does give me a hard time about it because, you know, when I'm staring at my phone screen, uh, mindlessly scrolling I'm just not present at all you know and it's just a, it's just an, a numbing kind of thing you know it's self-soothing so this is kind of trying to chase things that which are pleasurable but that's different from happiness happiness is long term it's a state which you can build where you surround yourself with with friends and family and you are in good health and you are in a good space in terms of your mental health and things like that. So yeah, chasing, chasing pleasure is a very short term fix. Um, whereas, you know, looking for happiness, yeah, is, is more long term, but unfortunately, you know, life isn't all sunshine and rainbows, you know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, unfortunately. I want to add to this. This is, um, this is from a motivational speaker. Um, it is, I'm going to see if I can get his first name wrong. Iggy Johnson. So he lost the use of his arm in an American football accident in college. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen this you guy, see yeah. Him? I can't remember. I'm going to paraphrase the quote because I can't remember it completely off the top of my head. But he talked about gratitude, and obviously gratitude is a form of mm -hmm. happiness. Uh, if you looked at it, because what I think people are, are seeking, I'm going to paraphrase, put it in my own words, is this pleasure in the future uh, yeah. that they haven't quite got yet. So it's almost creating this vision of what I want to have for myself in the future versus, say, the wise person. Yeah their gratitude is under their feet yeah um that bit to me doesn't make no sense but i un i understand the, the concept of the, the person that is wise is grateful for what they've got right here and now yeah, and sure. the abundance that if they really truly embrace what they've got now they're able to receive stuff as it mm. comes in because they deserve to have it yeah. And obviously that's a different topic altogether to go in down to in terms of what you deserve and what you desire and things like that. I've, I've, that's yeah. that's a big thing when it comes to self-worth. But I thought it was a, a great one as I think people are focused on, I, I think, immensely because of social media. Uh, you you more, We probably could blame Instagram a little bit more than, say, the likes of Facebook or TikTok, you know, that abundance that everybody else have, it's almost creates um, an emotion of jealousy and enviousness mm -hmm. in somebody because like, well, I haven't got what they've got in life. And Instagram is probably one of the, the worst for it when it comes to our industry, especially because people are using 
their photo shoots. And I'll give Candice a shout out. Candice, what, what, she did a post on her story um, over the weekend. So about a week ago, as we're recording, like the second week of January. She won't share her photo shoot pictures because she doesn't like them. Because she does, even though it's, she she, she ripped and things. I, I don't need to see pictures. Like her description of it is to a T that I think is that a law that, People got an obsession with, oh, I need to have bulging muscles. I need to have, I'm talking to the guys more specifically now, but I'll have a six pack. But what, but what's, what's the purpose? What, 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 what is it? The driver as why, why, what's, what is the motivation behind that goal? Um, And obviously Instagram is, is from a health and fitness perspective, I think is, it blurs the lines a lot. Because people then have uh, self-loathing of themselves because, oh, I can't look like that person because they look amazing. It's like, okay. Yeah, and that's the problem because there's filters on everything, isn't there? You know, it, 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 social media is is such a lie, really, you know, because people will only show the good and very rarely show the bad. Which is, I, I, I think, I think it's starting to change uh, because I've seen a Instagram reel or Facebook reel. I think it was a Facebook reel last night. Of it, it, it is, um, it's a template because it's been used lots and lots and lots. You know, the person said, you know, the person talking about people only show the good, they don't show the bad. Ooh. So there's a lot of you, you probably looked Ooh. at that, just search that on social media now, probably hundreds if not thousands of people that have used it. But Ooh. it was a gymnast showing mistake after mistake after mistake. Right. Yeah. Uh, with it, it's like me being a form of sportsman, I know I know that there's, there's, there's bound to be loads of mistakes. Sport doesn't do itself justice especially in the Olympic sports, because people only see the finished article. They see people when they're, they've obviously made Ooh. the games. Well, that's not real. I know hundreds of people Ooh. that have made teams. I know no one that was still bitter 10 years later. Cause, Oh, I wish I was, I, I, I wish I was picked. Yeah, but you weren't. And it's been, te- it's been 10 years. Yeah. Okay. I'm fortunate that I fell on the right side of the tracks that I got selected. But, there's certain things that I wish maybe I'd done differently because I'm more outspoken now than I was then. And the probably things that irritated me then that I was people pleasing just to, to get by and, and be that nice, nice person. Um, and it was a men's coach. I seen on TikTok said, oh, people, men that are nice aren't really nice because what are they giving away by almost... Yeah letting people skate by by you not really yeah. telling the truth it's like okay maybe i need to see that but for me i do i do have massive boundaries but i think by more and more people showcasing that's an extreme when you show sport and show mistakes but yeah. what does that look like in your own life is going to be very subjective because mm with you and I being coaches, we can pull that out quite easily because it'd be okay. You, I'll, I'll use a conversation I had a couple of months ago 
I'm not going to say that what what they actually said because that that that's obviously um, um I'm going to keep the ambi ambiguity of the individual and and and, and, and keep that conversation whole conversation confidential. Mm. But but the cusp of what they said was I was beautiful. So what did I do? I pulled that word out straight away. I was like, yeah. Well, why why do why have you got this perception of I was rather than do, I do, am. Do, do do you not feel that you are beautiful in that sense now? Uh where does it come? And it was quite deep the conversation. Yeah. In terms of there was a lot of uh trauma uh, at a young age. And, okay, I wasn't expecting you don't expect some of these things to come out, but yeah. It's very difficult for you to do it individually because that's tr traumatic and and the brain's got a safety mechanism yeah to to, to keep you safe as well it's locked away for 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 I'm not gonna say for a reason but it's locked away so you don't have to deal with it so you don't start replaying this yeah. thing over and over again and yeah, I remember what we were talking about now. Yeah, I remember what it was with the Joe Rogan. Uh, it was to do around uh, negative thoughts. Mm. I didn't agree with the chap completely, but he was saying in a, in a day, the male has... Is it 60,000 60, thoughts? Yeah, I think that's yeah, something like that. Through like through the day. And I was like, today. gosh... That's the, probably the episode they're gonna have to bleep out a lot because there's a lot of swearing. <laughs> um, but when you 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 you've got the focus, when you've got the the desire and the drive to achieve your goals, you you're able to replace some of those thoughts. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't like the saying of it. The mind is well, sorry, you as the individual is beep 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 uh that that's technically not that's not true it's you're not a little little girl or anything like that or a little jesse if you let the mind take all completely you are no longer in control so it's actually more extreme than saying somebody's a little whatever yeah because you you it's I think it gives a bad representation to met some to men because especially because it's saying, Oh, if you've got negative thoughts, you're weak. Yeah. And there's a lot of the lot of um self development, like I won't call it self development, but there's a lot of stuff like that on the internet yeah. of oh, if you have these thoughts, you're weak. Why can't you grow a pair? It's like, well J J Alderton I've said recently he likes some aspects of David Goggins, but he doesn't want to be David Goggins. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, again, that's like we always get attached to the extremes, don't we? And David Goggins is an extreme individual. Oh, he's he's, and he, and he's got some he does, great points. He, he's come out and said he doesn't even like those long runs, but he does it because it it gives him one way to overcome some of those demons yeah. because yeah. oh oh nobody would want to go out in in the wet and and yeah. miserable and go go out um there's this one interview we've got with a client that they ran out into a freaking uh what was it blizzard <coughs> i remember that one that's, that's, utter, that's utter nuts. 
it's utter nuts and you could pay you could say borderline stupidity because there's a lot of things that could yeah, go yeah. wrong with that yeah but that's testing your about that's testing your your boundaries yeah. mentally physically as what do you think is is achievable yeah uh there's a tv show with win wim hoff and british celebrities here i've yeah. tested the, the the amount of it's it's fun to watch because obviously it's fun to see here celebrities get hurt but <laughs> nothing severely i was I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not um completely crazy when i say that but just some of their things of what they didn't think they could do i think when people look at our social media and we're doing ice baths it's not technically an ice bath but as in it's a cold cold water immersion the amount of comments i've had or you probably had of oh why why are you doing that yeah not particularly pleasant i won't i won't agree and i was talking to another coach uh yesterday because he's gone and he did a cryotherapy session and he said that that's more easier than a ice ice bath and a shit i'm thinking okay the temperature isn't yeah for sure for sure, for sure. but if it's i guess it must be instantly not pleasant that you obviously switch off and it's only, I think it's only about a minute or two because you can't mm. go in there any longer than that. Yeah. But I think with having that immersion to that, you, 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 I'm not going to say you experiment. You're, you're open to new possibilities of, okay, I've done an ice bath. I've done going in the sea. I've done cryo. You've looked at all that. And then you pick one that you can do from a consistent perspective of going, okay, what is going to keep me ticking over to get me as right as rain every single day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm, con I'm aware that we're going to keep pushing out all these cliches, but you know, you've got to step out of your comfort zone, you know, and cold exposure is a very simple and easy way of stepping out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself and having that overcoming that mental battle with yourself uh new year's day myself and two other chaps went out one of them was one of my clients pete um and he was adamant he would never go in the sea because it's too cold he said, i hate the cold can't stand it anyway we met for a drink uh, and we we're at a friend's house and we met for a drink and anyway we drunkenly managed to persuade him to go and have a dip on his day so we met 10 a.m new year's day so into the sea, I live on the southwest of England. Um, the sea temperature is about nine degrees at the moment, eight, nine degrees. So not, you know, not as cold as an ice bath, which you can get down to two or three degrees, but still cold enough to really take your breath away. And we just did like a five, six minute dip. And within a minute, once we'd controlled our breathing, just regulated our breathing, just calmed everything down. First thing pizza was like, can't believe all these years, he said, I've made it out to be so difficult. It's actually not that bad. And that's what it is, isn't it? It's the mind will constantly try and keep you safe, keep you comfortable. But you don't achieve anything by staying safe and by staying comfortable all the time, you know. And it's, and it's making all these easy decisions and choosing the easy option rather than the tough option, which is where a lot of our issues come from, you know. I would love to sit on the sofa and do nothing but watch Netflix, but I choose to go and take myself to the gym because I know that payoff is going to come further down the line. You know, when you are prepared to sit in ice water for four minutes, 
everything else just seems easy after that. You know, anything you've been putting off, any difficult conversations you might have been putting off, any jobs you've been putting off, all of a sudden, if you can control your mind to sit in freezing cold water for five minutes, you can do anything. You can step out of your comfort zone to do anything. And that's what it's all about. You bang on. It's about challenging yourself. First of all, overcoming those mental barriers and excuses and stories that your mind will try and conjure up and reasons not to do it. And then say, no, I am going to do it. And and doing it anyway. Oh, you, you mentioned a good one because I'm a part of a photography club and we had a guest speaker last night by the name of Margaret, Margaret Salisbury. And she's about in a say 60s or 70s between the month of march and november she does goes in the sea every single day i didn't expect to hear that from somebody that's in the 60s or the 70s to say mm. but for, for her she said she doesn't go in in december and probably january because of it's not the water temperature it's the air temperature so mm. that that would probably be something you have to work through okay if you've don't like the air temperature. I'm in shorts most of the year, so people think I'm nuts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so what what obviously the ice bath has given me is give me a sense of okay, perspective of okay, people are saying it's cold. I will put trousers on, Kate, but it's gotta be really cold. Mm. It's only because of other factors, be it wind chill, wind and things like that, which will obviously make it colder. And I was watching it. It was fascinating mm. to do around the cold, uh, this yeah. video. Because what he was talking about of why it's cold in Britain specifically versus, say, Canada, is the humidity. Mm. People think, wouldn't think of humidity in the winter, would they? It's like, no. oh, humidity, bad, summer, hot unpleasant mm. but it's actually the humidity in the air that makes it cold yeah that was fascinating whereas if it gets down to minus i think they used the example minus 30 degrees celsius no humidity in the air yeah if you breathe out that stuff will obviously freeze instantly but what people are feeling on on their exposed uh body parts most probably their face more specifically is the the, the water droplets on the face yeah. And it's the wind hitting it. That, so that it's the reaction with the skin that they feel cold. Mm. So that, for me, I was like, wow. Okay, that's why it's cold in Britain between, we'll say, October to March. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, but you're it's, right. Cold it's, and it's, wet. <laughs> it's cold and wet. So what is the... So, I, so it makes sense when, obviously, it's dark, it's wet, and it's cold. It's not pleasant. Because no. it's, it's like, but then if people actually stood up and say, Oh, I'm actually, if I'm intimidated by humidity, yeah, <laughs> you would not do it then because it's like, doesn't, doesn't Oh, you're telling me you're scared of the hot, you're scared of me one element that makes things hot and what makes things unpleasant, yeah. So, why wouldn't you want to try and okay, you can't be out there for ages because it will, it, it gets into the joints and things like that, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's unpleasant, but. I think when I've got a I've got a dog, you always want to go to the toilet. So I've got to go out in 
well, I haven't been out in the snow or things like that, but I've been out in some horrific conditions. And and, and you you don't see a soul. Okay, mm-hmm. it's eleven o'clock at night, twelve o'clock at night, but it give it gives an amazing experience. I think I was a bit stressed over Christmas to to, to, to with work. And just going out into that ailments, it wasn't raining, it was just windy and it was cold. Mm-hmm. That kind of gave me a perspective as oh, I feel better now for going just yeah. for going outside for twenty minutes. Yeah. Because it gave me uh, a different perspective to relax. It's like, okay, I shouldn't be stressed with that because mm. I had something good happen. So I don't know why I was stressed, but it's probably something else. But the relief of going outside and experiencing the cold was, for me, it's like it kind of reset as, okay, you don't need to be stressed about it. Let's just reset things and then obviously continue as normal. So... I think it's experimenting. Mm. Maybe you want to start out with hot and cold shower. Yeah. You choose whichever direction you want to go with that. You want to go cold to hot or hot to cold. <laughs> you choose. They're probably both very uncomfortable. And then when you feel comfortable with that, maybe make that that leap to do in an ice bath or yeah. uh, cold water immersion. And Normally, obviously, cryo is more performance based because you've seen it with 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 the, the I think the ones that made it most famous, is obviously, Welsh Rugby Union, of going the whole team to Poland and and doing cryo, uh, and they went on to win the Six Nations. Mm. So, I'm assuming most teams will really have copied that there and after, but it's trying to find a, a solution that's going to be in fitting to you because obviously cryo is very. It's not time consuming, but it would be very expensive. Yeah. But for the man for the, the 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 prolonged exposure that you're getting to the cold. But they've always got other treatments and, and more and more companies are willing for you to to test it out to kind of go, okay, let's have a conversation as what is it that you've got that maybe conventional treatments haven't worked, be it you've gone to physio, maybe you've gone to sports masseuse. And you're un un unwilling to 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 not I won't say unwilling. You may be not exposed to to these other techniques that might have more benefic- benefits benefits yeah. to, to you in the short term and then probably from a from a long term perspective because well, Nikos obviously gone and bore himself well, got a Christmas present with the with the ice bath. Mm. Uh, Lou that we know does it pretty much uh, every single day I think that's probably her nature with being a, a retired PTI of the military yeah. being a bit out a little bit out there. I'm not no offense <laughs> to you if you're listening Lou but as in, as in a little bit out there in terms of normally being from the front when it comes to doing things as, yeah um, yeah willing to make themselves uncomfortable to, like in, instantly but even even me it's it's got looked at I've looked at because when I started out as a sport, I was a swimmer. That's two different temperatures mm. of you being 30, 32.6 degrees Celsius. And obviously, going to different. Some people are going to be a bit colder than that. To most swimming pools are probably like 20 or below. Mm. 
So there's a 10 degree difference in your in your, in your temp- core temperature there. Yeah. Of I could see why we, we, we jumped in straight away as opposed to doing what most people took into the swimming pool and climb down <coughs> the steps and do it gradually. Yeah. You might as well jump, you might as well just chuck yourself in the the and have that instant hit of oh gosh, this is unpleasant. I'm already in it. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean we're quite with... lucky when we go on our mentorship, you know, we've got rich and people like that who who have, have been doing it for a long, long time. It's kind of in controlled conditions, things like that. You know, if anyone is listening who hasn't got someone who's done it before that they can do it with or they just want to do it sort of off their own back, then by all means something like just um a cold shower. Just at the end of your normal shower, once you've finished, you know, clean yourself up, just try 30 seconds, just gradually just turn that temperature down and and then slowly but surely increase that amount of time that you can kind of handle under there, you know. Well, what what I want to get in here for you is obviously from a safety perspective, if you're going to go and do the C1 units or any sort of outdoor, uh, especially if it's not controlled, yeah, you need to go with somebody else just in yeah, case, sure. as, just in case Absolutely. something untowards was to happen. Because if you were to freak out and panic, yeah, probably the worst place to do that is to be in water because you want to be. If something does go wrong, your first instance is to be calm, is to stay yeah. calm, and and obviously you relax and you become. Um, I'm gonna test my knowledge with the rnli stuff now you want to become obviously like starfish so you become as big as possible so if you did it by yourself and you're not used to those type of conditions or be it you've not acclimatized yourself to to that environment obviously the sea is a very dangerous place and yeah. you live you yourself living by the sea i live by the sea mm. it's an it's if you don't acknowledge nature and you don't respect nature you're playing with fire so if you were gonna do maybe a sea dip and or something like that you need to go with somebody else and that that's probably what i want and then once you obviously gain a little bit more of an expertise around it by all means because obviously i I think excuse me jay alderson will do a sea dip i think he stopped for a little bit yeah Um, i think he could go back into it but he does it by himself but I would probably class him as a seasoned vet when it comes to that. But at the very beginnings, you don't know how you're going to respond to to those ailments. You might be fine. You might not be um, because of what you've been brought up to do of, I think most people that live near the sea have been brought up on fear as this, this thing, if you don't treat it with respect, could take could take your life uh which would obviously then create a narrative where well okay let's go let's steer clear of it then uh, and then i don't have to even contemplate that but i think i wanted to get that in there just from a safety perspective. yeah definitely if anyone listening is is thinking of doing a sea swim sea swimming has become or wild swim has become so popular now if you do live near the coast if you just search your town name and then put sea swimmers or wild swimmers you're pretty sure you're going to find a sea swimming group that's already established that you can tag along with. So you know you're going to be going with people who have done it before. A lot of these guys like do it 
um, for charity every single day of the year. They're like, they call themselves the 365 Sea Swimmers. So, yeah, if you are thinking of doing it, obviously you're worried about the safety element, just search on, on Facebook, just search like your area, Sea Swimmers or Wild Swimmers. Pretty sure something will come up and you'll be able to join that community of people who are experienced in, in swimming in the sea. And, and then obviously, yeah, safety factor is really important. Well, it gives you a little bit of um, how to describe it, peace of mind. Absolutely, well, that you yeah. you were there with. You can't obviously get rid of everything, and um, mm. that comes back to obviously what we're talking about at the beginning of peg. If you're trying to get everything off the table, never going to do it anyway. Um, no, this is so you're just yeah. creating obstacles to 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 make yourself feel okay about. Whereas you just talk, mm. you're just making it easier to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you don't like one or the above, which I don't, I've not met anybody that does yet that mm -hmm. likes. You don't, you could probably listen to anybody, but be if it's uh, Jay Alderton. Um, I don't think David Goggins is a big fan of it, but does it anyway. Uh, you name it, probably all the J Jacko work work code probably. Yeah, if they were all honest, if they haven't said it, they would do it. Both, I think maybe from Jacko and and David, they've both been. Um, I think Jacko's a marine, Navy SEAL, something like yeah, that. So I they're both so they've SEAL. both gone through some 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 hardiest training uh yeah be interesting to see whether or not the, the british marines is more difficult to pass mm. but that's that's obviously <laughs> political debate that uh, <laughs> to look at something like that but to the this the failure rate is so high yeah when it comes to that that they'd probably go back and do it if they want they want to achieve i think what what I think David's story probably speaks to so many people in general, not just men. Is he was a fat person? Yeah. So to that, to then obviously, they never. He, they said he never passed that test, and obviously he yeah. did. I mean, that's um, the idea of the, the military, isn't it? To literally break you down from whoever you are right now, literally break you down to zero and rebuild you back how they want you to I think, be. I think to some extent, sport was like that as well, mm. a little bit, not to the extreme. Because you've still got personality, you've still got character, but I think the old school coaching uh, that I was—you could say—the fortune and misfortune of being able to, to endure through—is mm. that one because they break you to see whether or not you're going to still be there. And yeah. I had a coach even ask that teammate, "Oh, I'm be might didn't be too hard on James." I look at that some days and thinking, well, if he's asking other people, possibly, and that's obviously elite, that's high-end sport. Yeah. Those thoughts kind of going for, yeah. you're thinking, I would probably, I'd go from one thing to the other in terms of saying, well, if you hadn't pushed me, I would not have seen, I wouldn't have been able yeah. to see where the result trying to get those extra one or two percent out of you, isn't it? But, if a coach is questioning his methods, you're thinking, mm. well, okay, is is the, is it going into 
more psychological territory of breaking a human being down because yeah. oh, is whatever I do going to be good enough? Yeah, uh, which yes. I would probably look at it from that perspective as yes, because I'm not better here. I'm just giving the example so people can get some context where I'm going from. Everybody that I faced always got a second opportunity. Mm. And which year would have been the worst? I think it would have been the trials for the 2007 World Champs. I beat somebody by 30 seconds and they give them another opportunity. I think the door mm. shut, dude. You've got a month. You're not going to find that in a month. Mm. But what I did, a chap's no longer with us, but he came from a rugby background. There's a lot of respect. Mm. I've beaten you. The system's cor- corrupt. Yeah. Not your fault that we're having to go again. I'm going to beat you because I know I'm better than you. Yeah. But I'm not going to humiliate you again because yeah. I've got some gumption about me i've been brought yeah, up yeah. this this i proved a point yeah at, at trials because i was annoyed because they said before the thing i oh, will not pick okay so i'm gonna make a statement mm. and uh one of my mentors um unfortunately died before new year's and he always used to say to me james which james is going to show up mm. that james turned up that day because i was fuming yeah so, so that little beast I had, I don't know, I've never been able to kind of find that substance to kind of go, okay, well, how do we how do we manifest that all the time when we need it? That, <laughs> that it. time you first, I think I think you said even after after you could see it in your eyes, <laughs> fuming, yeah. yeah. And I've that's... never beaten anybody that badly ever, but yeah. I think it was like, well. If it's meant to be selection, it's meant to be selection. Yeah. If the other person's not ready, that's not my fault. Yeah. This yeah. is, but this yeah. is, I'm going into some dark political stuff, which is sport. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I beat somebody by, say, 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds, it's hard to be able to, to find that that back especially in them in yeah in that's weeks. a huge it's, golf and inability isn't it right there and yeah I th- I, i've obviously got to give a lot of praise to my support network behind me because i was prepared why i don't like some of the conditions now but you name it i trained in it mm. and the luck I, I trained in, a, in cardiff and they had water taxis i don't know what it'd be like to, to, to try and train to row on the thames with with some of those big clippers, but a lot of the adversaries that I had to face, if it got, if I'm talking outside, it's, bl- it's blowing again. It's not as bad as where you are. It's, it's, I've seen the weather forecast. <laughs> but if it was very windy, it didn't phase me. It's like, psh, okay, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. more, it's going to be a little bit more challenging technically. Yeah. But I've been drilled on the basics uh, of that. It was probably the only blessing I took from swimming because I used to be very, very, um, we'll call it flamboyant. But it's not the right word. It looked, it looked pretty, but it wasn't doing anything. Right. Whereas rowing, it actually had to put, it's like, it looks nice, but it's doing work. Yeah. So when it came to weather like that, okay, you just got to be a little bit clean. You got to be more, whereas the other yeah. guys, 
mistake, mistake, yeah. mistake. Okay, I and, that, and that's why you've achieved what you've achieved because no matter what the circumstances, you've had the grit and the resilience and that strength of mindset to say, all right, I'm going to take whatever the conditions are, but I'm still going to go out there and do my thing. Not, oh, it's now nah, the weather's no good today, I'm going, to, I'm going to skip, you know, and that's that's why you are wearing the GB shirt right yeah, now. Yeah, and no, some others probably I think aren't. In, that, in that environment, because I, I did a reel on this yet the other day. I also had no choice because it's it's the it's either their way mm. or it's the highway. Yeah, exactly. So, but that you did have a choice. That was a choice. You either did it or you just took the shirt off and you went home. And you and you didn't. Yeah, you had the grit, the resilience, and the mindset because you wanted it. Like this is what I want. This is my goal. This is it. This is what I'm after. And a bit of wind and rain is not going to stop me. Yeah, but what people got to remember is what you're talking about is, is I would never have been able to live with myself. Yeah. But again, that comes down to your strength of mind. Whereas some people go, eh, eh, not for me today. Thanks very much. Even if the coach said, well, if you, if you go home today, that's it. You're off the team. So I'm going, mm, okay. Whatever. Oh yeah. But I think uh, that's my strength. To you know. the, 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 the characters to some extent of. Exactly. Yeah. And that's some of the traits that you, you need. If, if you want to achieve anything in life, you have to have grit and resilience and strength of mind and, you know, certain and willpower and discipline. Things that, that can be trained, you know. And let's be honest, life is very comfortable for a lot of us, you know. We, we all live in, you know, houses with central heating hot running water we've got you know plenty of food well most of us anyway not everyone but you know we do live comfortably um whereas you know things like adding in those extra elements like cold water exposure training in all sorts of weathers does build grit and resilience you know and you need it you need that because you will not achieve anything in life unless you've got grit unless you are resilient unless you've got discipline unless you've got a certain amount of willpower and it's and it can be trained it can be trained you know and the things with discipline like people say to me well how how are you so motivated like it's not motivation it's discipline you know I don't want to go to the gym every day I don't want to sit up to my neck in ice water but I do it and that's the discipline that gets you the results it's nothing to do with motivation it is the the discipline to do what needs needs to be done irregardless of how you are feeling in that moment you know it's not about I'm, you know I feel like it or I'm motivated or I want to do it it's just going to be done whether you want to or not and that's what gets those results I think it's an obsession when people go into the motivation it's, it's very fascinating when people will use words such as motivation and, and, and willpower and mm. and saying that there's a, there's a lack of this it's like well that's not technically true mm. you don't lack anything you might have lost the ability or your 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 confidence has dwindled which is obviously yeah. have a massive impact on whether you do something or not but it's finding obviously what's going to be the the burning desire to get that person going um, yeah, because I've got a client just recently started, um, Damien, and he he was like, "Well, what what should I focus on first? Do I focus on exercise or diet to improve my energy?" 
well, they're both I know they're both going to work to improve mm. the energy, but if we can get something that is going to um, stem the stem stem the the turn of time, yeah, we can get the energy. We we'll get you, you, your nutrition in check and, and giving you something that's um, going to be give you long term success. Exercise is obviously going to be. There's gonna be days that you don't want to do it, but from an energy perspective, if your food isn't on point, to use a very American word there, it doesn't matter what you do with the exercise because you can't run outrun a bad diet. So yeah. if we can get you to 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 alter, not to change, but to alter the 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 way that you eat, your energy is going to improve. Yeah, motivation is going to come back. And obviously, you're gonna kind of go. Well, I'll get closer and closer to my goal. But I think with a lot of people that I've spoken to of late, is the the Achilles here was the the they were perfectionists. Yeah. Oh, I need to have all these things in line in order to do this. But that's not gonna happen. And you could probably look look at any social media. And there's a Greek uh, development, um, self-development coach. I need, I need to, and he explained it very well. Of that perfect time may never happen, and it mm. may happen too late. Yeah. So I think if people look, take on board the last bit of what I've said, of it could be too late. You yeah. don't want that to happen because obviously, it, you could. I don't know, you could have a heart attack, you could have stroke, you could have diabetes. You don't want to have waited to to have that extreme happen and then you change it because you're going to have, well, I wish I'd have done things differently, mm. yeah, but you had an opportunity to do it. And I, I did spoke to a gentleman I think, a couple of years ago. He had a regret. Of, oh, I've lost limbs because I didn't take my diabetes seriously. Mm. You know, you know, you've got to live with. I think, I believe, I think it was one leg he missed. He was missing. You've now got to live with the the aspect of living with a prosthetic for the rest of your life. But yeah. if you'd have respected your body a little bit more, that I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened anyway. It might you might have lowered the risk of it being uh, as turbulent as it became because that then has a knock-on effect on people's morale, the, 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 the mental behavior, because some people don't deal with trauma as well as others. Some people, yeah. it's despair, and, and all these things brings me nothing but anguish. It's the worst thing on planet Earth, and this is spiraling worse and worse and worse, versus maybe if you'd have... This is maybe where... In the past, this would have irritated me to high heaven. You know, you feel like you're banging your head versus a brick wall with some people because they're not listening. Yeah, to your and that's the big shame about it. it so often is people will only really start to take notice when they have a, a traumatic event happen, like this chap lost his leg due to his diabetes or they have a heart attack, you know, despite all the warnings in the world they've had and they've just brushed it off. Yeah, 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 I'll sort it out, blah, 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 until, boom, they have that kind of that trauma that hits and, like, yeah, shit, I should have heeded the warnings, you know. So, yeah, it's it's um, 
you, you can tell people, but until these people are kind of really ready to take it on for themselves, sometimes, like you say, it's like banging your head against a brick wall until they have some sort of major event in their lives that makes them realise, Jesus Christ, yeah, this is serious. I do need to kind of take my health and fitness uh, much more seriously I think, than I was. I think some people are surprised when you take a backward snap mm. as, as a coach. Like, oh, I'm I'm expecting you to, to, to play hardball. Mm. Maybe no. maybe a few years ago I would do that. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, I'm gonna respect your decision of where you're at. Yeah. Let's reconvene in three, six months time. Yeah. And more more I shouldn't laugh about this, but probably every every coach probably thought about it. We know that the majority will not be any closer to their goal in three to six months' time. Let's just be mm. honest. I've, it's yeah. I hate to I I hate to tell you I told you so, but I told you so. It's because of whatever it is, um, the the the, the fear of the moment's got to outweigh the fear of the future. And yeah. I think people, some people are. I think the biggest one is probably the fear of failure if they were to do it and then they feel it's almost like, oh, well, if I hadn't have tried and you you missed the one before the new year, but where we went over the, the annual review, I do some of this a little bit mm. and I'll be on, I'm going to share this with people. Um, when I was a younger athlete, um, how old have I been? About 14, 14, 15, 16 years old. I had this belief of if I don't try, can't fail. Mm. Mm. It's irrational. Yeah. It's irrational. Yeah. That's not possible. So if I don't try, I can't succeed. Don't know what success is either. So yeah. it it really is head again because I was thinking, okay, is it is that some of the reason why I self sabotage? Yeah, is if I don't try as hard as I believe I can can do. I don't get rejected. Yeah. Anybody. Exactly. I don't have to feel I don't feel I have to feel any any setbacks, any aspects of failure. Because if I don't do it, I don't have to feel any anguish of that. But on the flip side of that, if you don't try this, whatever the goal is, you don't know what success is gonna feel like. Yeah, either. exactly. So you're exactly. stuck you're stuck in that catch twenty two and where was this? That's what the slogan for just do it is supposed to be. Mm. It's about um most people don't know who the 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 owner of Nike is, but obviously Phil Phil Knight did a, a mm. conference uh, a number of years ago, and this is taken from oh, what's his first name? The psychologist Simak. I can't think of his first name. I'm not gonna but he was saying that. Uh, Phil Knight did a did a conference where he asked people in the audience, "How many of you run?" And obviously, if you don't do that, you sit down. How many of you run once a week? So more people sit down. How many of you run twice a week? More people sit down. How many of you run three times a week? Any given weather. Obviously, there's only a handful of people left. And he said the slogan for Nike is for the there to support the people that are doing it. I was thinking, mm. wow, okay. The slogan of just do it isn't for winning. 
Yeah. I don't believe this to some degree because ultimately, why have they attached themselves to Michael Jordan and things like that? Yes. But if 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 <coughs> if I come back a second, if the slogan is for people just to get up and do it, that movement is amazing because it's like we're there for you for you to applaud you for do it just taking action. I was thinking, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. People need to realize like success and failure are not opposites. They're the part of the same thing. You can't have success without failure. Even the best athletes in the world have all lost. They've all missed game winning shots. They've all been sent off. They've all had dark moments in their lives. The only thing they've done is they've come back and tried again and again and again. And because they tried so often, ultimately they've won more than they've lost. And that's what it comes down to. You know, not because they've never, ever lost or never, ever failed. They've just won more times than they've lost. And every time there'll be something in there when they do lose, when things don't go your way, there is a lesson to be learned somewhere. Always. There's something you can take from it. You know, and again, pushing up more cliches, but there's uh, another one, you know, there's um, there's no failure, only feedback. Whatever you do, if it if the result doesn't go your way, there's something that can be learned from it. So what's your take then, Stu, on participation trophies and things like that? Do you think it's... <laughs> I'm not going to put words... I'm, the worst I'm thing that could possibly ever happen. What, what, yeah, and what, thankfully, they were very short-lived. I, I don't believe there's many of them around anymore in schools, in primary schools, things like that. Yes, you know, it, getting kids involved in sport is is, is a fantastic thing. Um, and if you want to reward them in some way for taking part, amazing. Give them a little, little medal, a little certificate, something like that. But don't level the playing fields, you know, that you are going to lose in life at some stage. And if you are mollycoddled as a child, if you never experience hardship, if you never experience loss or losing, or you are just given everything, everything's made comfortable for you, you are going to struggle like hell when you grow into an adult because life is not fair. Um, yeah, and my kids will tell you, I don't let them win at Mario Kart. I don't let them win at Crazy Golf. Life is cruel, kids. Get used to losing because it's going to happen a lot. So, yeah. So, if we bring that to the present, then, what's your take on people that are woke? You know, the people that are kind of... um, We're talking about a bit of masculinity. I think the one that I've seen, because I was going to do a, a, re a response to it as well. You know, the people are saying that men should be sub submissive. What, what do you think to people that are saying yeah, that nonsense. it's got to be equality across the board? Yeah, no. Men and women are different. Let's just put this out there. We are not the same. Men and women are completely different. Now, um, I hate the term toxic masculinity because it kind of implies that all masculine traits are toxic and they're not. Um, there are some traits and behaviors that are kind of more men are more disposed to have been doing in the past and at the moment like don't cry don't show your feelings you know man up absolute nonsense all of it um but yeah you you cannot take the masculine out of a man masculine traits like your men are it's literally in our dna to be 
a protector, you know, it's in our DNA to, um, you know, hunt and forage and, and sometimes fight, you know, sometimes you will need to fight, you know, it's all very well saying, oh, fighting violence is bad and fighting is awful. Yes, it is. But I'm sure we've all been in some situation in our life where we've just been minding our own business and someone has, has been bothering us or one up, we've been on a bus or someone's tried grabbing your bag or your wife's bag or your girlfriend's bag, you know, in those situations. And, you know, the you can't rely on the police to get there within a couple of minutes anymore. You know, the police are a breaking point. You know, you, 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 you're going to need someone at some stage to protect you uh, and show a masculine trait. And, and I'm sure in those moments, you'd be very grateful for a man who could handle himself and, you know, fend off any would-be attackers or muggers or anything like that. So, yeah. What would you put it down to that people are... I don't like the word woke because obviously it's it's technically not true because there's only one side of the argument. Thus, if you were uh, enlightened or... um, more more open to to open thinking you would take on board every perspective that's yeah going. absolutely and again I, it's for some reason the human humans are attached and attracted to extremes and yes you know the pendulum's kind of swung back too far the other way now you know what i mean you know it's this it's it just needs to come back to the middle like yes like going forward and i would love project alpha to be the sort of program that would help men embrace kind of old school masculine traits you know like being fit and healthy and being stoic and yes being a protector but having more modern values like emotional intelligence being mindful, compassion, empathy, you know, having both masculine and feminine traits at the same time. There's nothing wrong with feminine traits like compassion and empathy. I've got three daughters. If I didn't have compassion and empathy with my three daughters, I would be a terrible father, you know. So, yes, men should be primarily masculine. Yes, you know, you look at you look out in the wide world, most builders are men, most sewer workers are men, most... Guys have put these, you know, Jordan Peterson said, look around. Most men have, have built the infrastructure, um, you know, and that wouldn't be there without men. So you can't eliminate masculinity entirely. But embrace both. Embrace the feminine energy at the same time, you know, compassion, empathy, mindfulness, emotional intelligence. Crying in front of your friends, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you've seen me on Masterminds. I'm absolutely blubbing my eyes out half the time. And and there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it whatsoever. I think you'll like this quote. This is um, the former Team USA basketball coach and the head coach of the University of Duke uh, men's basketball team. He said he'd never seen his mother sick, never seen his down. And he said to, I think it was to the US team, be more like your mothers because they always show up. And I thought that's amazing in terms of like consistency, repetition, because you will never, well, you won't hear your your mother, your wife, your girlfriend complain that much. They'll probably complain, but still do it anyway. Mm. Uh, And 
if more people had that grit and resilience that you said earlier on, they would probably get closer to their goal because innately that's a female trait because yeah. Yeah. men will find, I won't say any excuse, but, you know, I've got man flu. And women just say, oh, it's just, that's just an excuse. I'm sick. I'm still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. And that's the thing, you know, these these kind of stories that we concoct in our head. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I'm too busy. I've got this on my plate. I've got that on my plate. Yeah, we've all, we're all busy. Life is busy, full stop. It's not about whether you've got the time. It's whether you are um, willing to make the time or willing to um, give the effort required or um, raise the funds to do what you want to do and not make up some story as to why you can't do it. That's an objection, isn't it, at the end of the day? Again, always, yeah. Why but listen, there's there's always someone worse off than yourself, you know. Always, oh, yeah, but say, nobody, oh, nobody wants oh, but to I'm too busy. There's someone busier than you right now who is out running right now. Oh, I haven't got the money. There's someone poorer than you who is in the gym right now. Oh, I'm too tired. There's someone who's just done a night shift and gone straight to the gym right now. You know, I don't care what your story is, there will always be someone who is in a worse position than you who's doing the exact thing you aren't because you're telling this story to yourself. I think the one probably more painful to hit for people to listen to, Stu, would probably be, why are you denying your desires? Why are yeah. you denying yourself from achieving what you want to do? Yeah. Because this could be decades. Yeah. School's already done that for you. Yeah. Say, yeah. Saying, I don't know how many countless of kids have been told Oh no! You being a professional, whatever you need, now nah, you won't do that. Yeah, you uh, never I, make I've, it. You never added... be good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not clever enough. You're not this. You're not that. You know, and then and we take it on board, and we constantly, you know, we listen to it, and um, and then we find evidence to back it up, and we can carry it around. For me, I carried it around till I was forty years old. You know that that I wasn't good enough, and I'd be criticised, and people would laugh at me, and and I be made to look a fool and it's all nonsense you know yeah some people <clears throat> some people might judge you and probably will judge you and people and the more success you tend to have the more people will kind of say things to you and talk shit but that's part of it you know you've you've got to be prepared to take that on the chin you know you can't like i say you can't build anything meaningful without someone having an opinion on you because people will judge you whether you drive a crap car people will drive judge you whether you drive a ferrari people will judge you if you live in a mansion people will judge you if you live in a tent people will judge you if you're rich people will judge you if you're poor let them judge don't let someone else's opinions which mean absolutely nothing, stop you from doing what you want to do. I think you and I probably could have a longer conversation. No problem. Yeah, we can revisit this anytime you like, for sure. So, obviously, I asked this of all my guests, because we're coming to the end of the episode. If you got to sit down, I'm going to give you a two-parter, so you got to feel you got to feel blessed with that. <laughs> If you guys sit down with any athlete dead or alive, for that matter, who would that be and why? Uh, probably 
uh, one of oh, actually, oh my goodness, um, can I give three? <laughs> yeah, shoot, shoot, Muhammad Ali, absolutely. I mean, unbelievable guy who had such unbelievable. I mean, just a fantastic athlete. Changed changed the game of boxing. Who had it all? Unbelievable boxer, and could you know still now his the things that he said still still live with us like a butterfly sting like a bee you know unbelievable guy but having the moral strength to say no I am not going to Vietnam no I'm not fighting in any war they've done nothing to hurt me why the hell should I go and fight your war for you unbelievable um in more modern times Michael Jordan just one of my favourite athletes and um, my kind of sports, so to speak, is football. I'm a Liverpool fan and I'm just a massive Steven Gerrard fan as well. Like I could look Gerrard's will to win and desire and how that one man very often drove that whole team that was pretty much subpar for many seasons into achieving so much just off hit the back of his will to win and desire. Just phenomenal. And the second part to the question, if you had to sit down with any coach that arrived for that matter, who would that be and why? Um, alive, Jurgen Klopp, again, speaking about Liverpool, but I just love the fact that he's not only a magnificent coach, but his 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 thoughts on society and morals and things like that, I just I'm just fully on board with as well. He's just seems like an unbelievable down-to-earth guy. Um, who's an incredible coach, but also an, an incredible person at the same time. And the last question before we end the episode, if you had to summarize what we spoke about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Um, you are capable of so much more than you even realize. Start, first of all, Stephen Bartlett said it best. There's no self-development without self-awareness. Start becoming self-aware. Start asking yourself, why do I seem to be repeating these certain behaviours? Where do these habits come from? Why do I keep stopping myself? You know, we've all been in these situations where, whether it be dieting, whether it be fitness, whether it be business, whether it be relationships, where we get so far, we kind of hit that glass ceiling, and like you say, we sabotage and end up back at square one. And then we rinse and repeat. And we're going through this cycle of achievement, hit a glass ceiling, sabotage, back to square one. Start becoming more self-aware, get into self-development as quickly as you can. And just, yeah. And also one last thing, don't, don't ever listen to the opinions of other people that don't matter to you. Don't stop yourself from doing things just because you're afraid that someone's going to put a comment on your social media feed, especially if you don't know them, because it counts for nothing at the end of the day, absolutely nothing. And to think that you're holding yourself back because of some stranger that you've never met before, yeah, it's, uh, it's a travesty. So, Stu, once again, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Athlete podcast. My pleasure, bud. Thanks again for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it. Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below. And I would love to hear from you. Come and connect and ask your questions. I've been James Roberts from jamesowenroberts.com. 
Remember this quote by Chris Hoth. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute, not by some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. <laughs>